0: All right, everybody. Good morning, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Two more teams to go, Wiz, and our team summaries. And, uh, you know, when you look at the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl in 2019 and... Just hit with a massive wave of injuries uh, in the 2020 season and really were never able able to overcome that. Uh, And they come into this season some changes at the top in terms of their uh, offensive coordinator changing hands, defensive coordinator changing hands, but still some elite talent in this roster. And obviously they made a decision this year, moved up in the draft uh, to draft Trey Lance. So San Francisco 49ers, uh, I think a curious look at this team what decisions that they will make but there's no question with that there is a lot of talent on this roster still on both sides of the football
1: yeah I mean there, there is no question what they want to do I mean they want to kind of get back to round and pound a little bit and play with some good defense uh, that's ideally what they want to do um, you know as far as fantasy football as it relates to that The quarterback situation, I mean, I'm going to stay away from Jimmy Garoppolo. And as far as, you know, standard leagues, where you're not in a keeper league, I don't mind drafting Trey Lance, but you have to keep in mind who you draft along with Trey Lance at the quarterback position. You really need to draft a rock-solid guy, a Tannehill, a Stafford, a Russell Wilson, uh, one of those type of guys to draft, to have Trey Lance and and let him, um, you know, sit if he has to a few games, see how it develops, and then maybe you could sprinkle him in and stream him uh, and mix and match. But if you draft, like, Trey Lance and Carson Wentz or Trey Lance Lance and Ryan Fitzpatrick or Trey Lance and Justin Fields, you're headed for a big headache. So I, I think if you want to draft Trey Lance, that's fine. But keep in mind your other quarterback and make sure he's much more of a steady guy, a guy that you can count on, and then allow Trey Lance to develop as the season goes on, where I think as he gets later into the season, he'll start performing better. So I'm not drafting either of those two quarterbacks, the meaning Garoppolo or Trey Lance as quarterback one. I don't mind drafting Trey Lance as quarterback two. Only if I have the type of guy that I want as a match with him as quarterback one, though. Yeah,
0: I, I, think, I think it's hard at quarterback here. And, you know, there was so much promise that was placed upon that decision for the 49ers to, to acquire Jimmy Garoppolo from the New England Patriots a few years back. And, you know, look, they got to a Super Bowl. You know, I think they certainly didn't allow him to actually uh, take any significant chances in that game. I think one of the things that really hurt that team in that game against... Kansas City, where they blew a blue lead, and yeah, they're clearly making a decision here that that you know Jimmy Garoppolo is not the future. That's not to say that Jimmy Garoppolo could surprise people and have uh, a very successful uh, year in fantasy with some. Very good talent around him, but I'm not going to be the guy that's taking that chance. Um, uh, there'll be a few leagues where Garoppolo will be picked as a backup, as will Trey Lance. But we're going to have to see what things look like in the preseason and the commentary around what happens here. But yeah, it's it's a it's a stay away situation outside of uh, keeper leagues for me. Jimmy Garoppolo ultimately is going to be finding a new home as an NFL quarterback somewhere in this league. And uh, you know, again, a team that had a tremendous amount of injuries and, and, and maybe being overlooked a little bit. I know you felt last. year year that this is a team that was going to take a step back, not that you could forecast the amount of injuries that they had, because they had so many guys, I think something like 12 guys that missed at least half the season that were starters. And that, that's a, that is a big factor, uh, but no, I'm staying away from from, from the quarterbacks here, uh, completely save, save a keeper league where Lance certainly will warrant some, uh, Trey Lance will warrant some attention. But, you know, the running back and the running story, and Kyle Shanahan's always had a lot of success when it comes to using running backs, um, and and there's, there'll be some changes here where Tevin Coleman's no longer here. Matt Breda was moved out of here a couple of years ago. Uh, you and I both had some equity in, in Raheem Mostert last year. It seemed like whenever he d- was on the field and he touched the ball, very successful. We know what Jeff Wilson did for teams last year. Uh, he led me to a championship in one league. But Jeff Wilson's going to be out for a number of weeks. But Mostert will start the year as a starter. They drafted Trey Sermon. They brought in Wayne Goldman. Uh, and tra- and uh, traditionally, uh, Kyle Shanahan, teams really do hold some value when we see what he did in Atlanta and what he's done thus far as a coach in San Francisco. There is value in the running game, and this is a very elite running game. A very good offensive line and a tremendous fullback in Kyle Juszczyk. So, you know, again, whoever does take the lead role in this offense, and, and maybe it will be a 1A and 1B situation. Uh, Mostert is an older player, been around a while, but not a lot of mileage on him. We know what Trey Sermon did to finish his college football career. Uh, I'm intrigued what he did there. And Wayne Gallman, as I mentioned, uh, I think a little over 500 yards rushing uh, after uh, uh, Saquon Barkley was moved out of town uh, and they did make a couple of draft picks as well so uh, always a focal point in a, in, a, in a Shanahan offense so I think that's why it merits close attention uh, to me Trey Sermon has the better long term value of any player in this group and I do worry about the durability as much as whenever Moses on the field I do worry about his durability
1: yeah I mean it's, it's, it's difficult to put any of these guys more than running back to flex coming into the season uh you just get the feeling that there's going to be a timeshare between Mostert, Sermon, the will sprinkle in Goldman Jeff Wilson is not out for the year by the way I, I wonder how many people think Jeff Wilson is out for the year yeah he's he missing uh, the end of the- probably
0: like six to eight games he'll miss right yeah, he suffered the injury at the end of
1: May, and they're saying it's a four to six month. I mean, he he could be could be back in the middle of the season, and that could affect the running back situation. But he's not out for the year, and he's a he's a tough, hard-nosed runner, and the coaching staff likes him. And you know, Gorman played well. But, um, you know, Sermon and Mostert figured to be the two main guys. I saw something with where they predicted, you know, the roles for each of those guys, kind of like canceling each other out from having... Big years of the running back one, so I, I don't see either guy being more looked at better than a running back two, closer to the flex play for me. Do you see either guy being you know rated higher than that?
0: No, I don't. I I do love most as a player, but I don't think he's particularly durable. But I I, I agree with your assessment completely on the running back position.
1: And then we get to George Kittle, who is an elite player, an elite talent, one of the most enjoyable and fun players to watch in the NFL. He, he just has such a love and a passion for the game. He's like a real throwback-type player um, coming off an, an injury-riddled season. So what's there to say about George Kittle? I mean, he should be drafted as, you know, probably overall tight end two, tight end three. Um An elite player, um, an amazing talent in terms of power and speed and blocking ability, all of that. Uh, I don't know what you could add to George Kittle, but uh, I don't know. Do you have him basically overall as tight end two or three?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, Kittle,
1: Kittle,
0: it hurt this offense a lot last year when he was not around, right? It was a big hit big hit when he was in the here. Uh, I think you mentioned his ability to block. You know, he's an integral part of that. He gets down the field. I think he breaks long touchdowns here and there. You know, he's he's an elite, elite player. So, I don't see him being anywhere outside those top three. We can mix those three guys around in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but, you know, I I, I I think he's a tremendous player. Now, I know Jordan Reed definitely filled in here. I, I, There's one guy that I do want to kind of mention uh, on this offense, and that's Jalen Hurd, um, a player that started his career as a running back in the NFL, uh, in college, uh, turned into a receiver when he transferred to Baylor from Tennessee, uh, Got had a couple of good moments in the preseason uh in 2019 got hurt got hurt again uh they're saying he is healthy I, I didn't want to forget talking about him on the receiver position I when we talked about Ayuk and and, and Samuel who, who who the who the guys there but Jalen Hurd is an interesting guy to me Wiz I, I don't maybe I'm grasping at straws here maybe I'm trying to find that diamond in the rough and a few years ago he definitely was an apple in my eye as a, as a kind of a, a deep sleeper in drafts but there's talk around him, around him being healthier. Uh, you know, guys like Kendrick Bourne are gone. Uh, Trent Taylor never did anything in this offense. Um, I know Mohamed Sanu is also here, but I'm wa- I am watching because I've always been intrigued uh, on the talent of the player. And again, maybe I'm out of my mind, but I am watching Jalen Hurd as a kind of a surprise sleeper in this offense. Am I crazy or do I have a point here?
1: interesting player to keep your eye on you know his career kind of resembles uh jordan reed um a little bit and transformation from positions and uh you know getting better and better and better so i think he's a player to watch and certainly look at the uh 49ers depth chart and see if there are any injuries uh but as far as their two main pass catchers debo samuel and brandon iuk i'm just wondering um at least in my eyes, I, I think if Trey Lance became the quarterback, or was announced as a quarterback, or when he gets in there, I, I think that's going to help certainly a player like a, a Brandon Ayuk who I think the type of player he is and the type of players he he, routes he ran at college and the routes he runs best is better suited I think for a quarterback like Trey Lance who can get the ball a little bit down the field. So as far as fantasy football starting, how do you see Uke and Debo, how do you rate them and who do you rate higher?
0: Oh boy, this is a hard question. Um, really hard question because I really like both players, right? Um, and Debo Samuel, I think their expectations were very high for that player last year couldn't stay healthy. How many times do we see him kind of grabbing at that hamstring? And you and I both know players that have this kind of tendency to have continual issues in in things like hamstrings. Those are things that just don't go away. They follow guys. So I think there's some nervousness around Debo Samuel when it comes to that. So my personal view is Debo Samuel is going to be kind of looked at very differently than Ayuk this year because Ayuk was actually successful no matter who was playing quarterback last year as a rookie, uh, can run the ball like Ayuk, so both, I think both of these receivers will be involved, kind of like Robert Woods does with the Rams in the running game here, and, and that's an added feature that both guys will give you. I think Samuel's built a lot different than Ayuk, but Ayuk I think, th- to me, probably has the higher upside here. I think he's the better pass catcher, better hands. Um, they're both intriguing players in an offense obviously that will be led by George Kittle Uh, But there is intrigue uh, for both of these players. Uh, My personal view is I think Ayuk will be treated like a number two coming into the season, Uh, Debo Samuel more like a number three. Uh, That's kind of the way I'm seeing it right now.
1: Yeah, and I I kind of uh, agree with that. Um, It's always difficult, and there's a lot of things going on. You have an elite tight end as a pass catcher. You potentially will have a quarterback switch during the year or there'll be a rookie quarterback so there'll be some uh, things to get adjusted to. Um, I know you love Robbie Gould he's been in his league forever rock-solid kicker uh, and the 49ers defense uh, I think it is a defense that I don't mind mixing and matching this year. Again, I don't think they're a set it and forget it type defense. But I think they're a defense that I wouldn't mind drafting and, and mixing and matching and streaming uh, and picking and choosing my spots for them. So how do you see it for Gould and the 49ers defense?
0: Yeah, Gould, Gould's not getting any younger. Um, he kicks in a good climate. Uh, he's going to kick a, in a couple of road games. He's able to kick in, in, in good conditions as well and playing in domes and such. Uh, I like Robbie Gould, and if the offense can kind of get back to being more formidable than than what it was last year, given the injuries, uh, Robbie Gould definitely has some appeal. Uh, Probably more uh, on the flex side, and I'd argue the same thing for the 49er defense. As you mentioned, a lot of injuries last year, guys like Bosa. I think the biggest thing for me is how this team makes a progression moving away from – the very uh, animated Robert Soleil on the sidelines that we saw and, and what happens on the, def- you know, losing your defensive leader, uh, that, that's, that always has its set of challenges uh, in front of you. So um, I think more of a streaming, both of these, uh, both the kicking scheme from Robbie Gould perspective and the defense, I think to start the season would be more streaming. Could they be more effective in this te- uh, on this team as we kind of move through the season? I think there's a possibility of that as well.
1: Absolutely, and I guess we're on to see if Russ is going to be doing some cooking.
0: Oh, God. Uh, Yeah, that's going to be an interesting conversation, uh, you know, because it was really an interesting year for for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I'm going to blow your mind, actually, with one statistic, but we'll get to that when we do the Seattle podcast. That's the wrap-up on the San Francisco 49ers. Good job as usual, Wiz. Uh, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And, yeah, Wiz, uh, like you said, one more team to go. It's the Seattle Seahawks, and we'll be wrapping up our team podcast with that. Wiz, talk to you in a bit.